Maybe you look like a real asshole. Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the 80s. I like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. That's how you got to Pete Holmes it. That's very professional. The key to Pete Holmesing is never, never. Rule number one from for Pete Holmes: never be Pete Holmes. Good riff. Rule number (laughs) rule number two for. Pete, or no, never talk about Pete Holmes. I don't, okay, I don't think either the... That's I'm, actually also not at all the first rule of Pete Holmes. Does Pete Holmes have rules? Well, I mean, we're we're riffing, Joe. No one, uh, I think you're this riffing. dream and, uh, logic. I don't understand what we're doing right now. <laughs> Are you high? Um, I feel a trickle. Okay, so is it supposed to ramp up? Like, it's probably... Well, it ramps up slow and hard. Okay. Well, we should probably we should probably let Pradeep and Shareed know. Pradeep and Shareed. Fuck, they're never gonna come back now. You're very, you're always racist. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to Schwa. Yeah, Max is real excited. Will's taking. What are you looking at? Why are you looking at Will? He's, he's not making. He's writing real fast. It's making me feel weird. Yeah, but he's not on the podcast. I'm high. <laughs> I'm really not high. Um, so we're going to Schwa. So I went to dot our former guest Tim.com. Podcast has not been posted yet. Yeah, what's happening with that, I Will? I think what happened was he sent me a message and I didn't respond. And I think I may have hurt his feelings. Oh, your brother, producer Will's know. brother. Yeah, that's not what happened. He doesn't have anything to do with it. Oh, perfect. He used to be editing the episodes, but now Will's going to edit the episodes here. Oh, so this is producer Will's fuck up. I can't be talking. <laughs> oh yeah, we should, we're supposed to get you a mic like a yeah. CB radio. He does. <laughs> well, we're going to Schwa restaurant. I've wanted to go to since I was a sophomore in high school. I wanted to go here for more than ten years. Uh, Do you I, believe that? Yeah, I've I've wanted to go for about twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, we're going to Schwa mm-hmm. punk rock, fine dining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound enthusiastic. Well, at all. I, I but you, like I like the idea the way you kind of describe it of like they give you whatever the fuck they want to give you. Yeah. But it does make me worry. Like, well, what if they don't like me? Well, they have a. You're gonna. You we're gonna have a nice meal. Do you know what I mean though? What if they're like I? Hate I this guy. honestly I do know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I don't worry about them not giving me. And then you say they have shitty bathrooms. Or what if I need to take? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about their bathrooms. I have a feeling that their bathroom is like. Totally unmemorable. Like there's nothing to it. It's like a. I'm fine with unmemorable. It's like a taqueria bathroom. I'm fine with unmemorable. I would like it to be clean. I'm fine with a dirty bathroom. I mean, I can live with it, but I don't want to. Do you like? I've always made a a point at restaurants to, especially at a nice restaurant. I'm going to the bathroom. Well, of course, especially if the meal is supposed to last 1.5 to three hours. But it's it's not. But do you know what I mean? It's it's not even about you the fact want, that you I want have to experience to. it. Like, let's say I went to a really nice restaurant. I go to like Eleven Madison Park, and for for some freak happening, I don't have to pee for like four days. Um, <laughs> that's the, well for the duration of the meal. Sure. Um, I'm still gonna go to the bathroom and just look around. I hear you, man. Yeah, I understand. You want to experience the whole restaurant, and I just like the bathroom. I got you. Well, okay. Why? 
Because I'd like to see their their like their, their, their take on it. it. Yeah, I love. I, I like the idea that like at a chef driven restaurant, they every aspect of it is like constructed, mm-hmm. and I want to see if the the attitude that goes into the the experience All is extends how to the they bathroom. interpret that sure. as bathroom. I hear you. Like, um, describe yourself in bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you bummed out you're not going to be drinking? Mm-hmm. Like, really bummed out? Medium, for sure. Does that change the flavor for you? It's. Have you ever had a nice meal drunk? Mm, I'm, I, like, I like never get drunk. It's fucking dope. Well, you're going to be high. That's not enough. High is better. Okay, then what's the problem? Do both. <laughs> Don't they... Throw in some ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're cooking. Had <laughs> <laughs> a dasher. Just a teaspoon of methamphetamine. <laughs> um, so you're taking a month off of drinking. Yeah, I'm taking a month off. And why? A lot of reasons. One, last week, um, I kept being like, I'm going to see if I can not drink for one day. And you could. Then each one of those days, not only did I drink, I got like. Fucking shit house wasted like four times last week on basically just Negronis. I told Becky you were texting with me last night. Uh, Max thinks he has a drinking problem. He was talking to McMahon, and McMahon's like, "Yeah, you drink way more than I do." And yeah. McMahon is known for being a drunk. Oh, I mean, looking into his face and having him be like, "Dude, I don't drink it by myself." <laughs> it's like it's rattling. Were you drinking more than him, or just? Uh, I was definitely is... drinking more than him. Unless he was, I wouldn't be surprised if he was kind of playing it down what he was doing. Sure, but it still gave me pause. It should. It's like, <laughs> like that man. I've watched him deteriorate in the time. That's been my experience of stand-up is just watching McMahon die. He is, but he's not dead yet. But if he continues at this rate, yeah. Do you remember him three years ago when he would wear that like? golf sweater vaguely he had a full head of hair he didn't have a full head of hair it was pretty full it was receding but like he it was more than he had now he it's like he's rapidly balding in a really weird looking way i guess it looks like he like it's like chernobyl (laughs) you're talking about the guy who was gonna headline next week the best the best comic in the city i just canceled yeah he's gonna we're gonna do another time We'll have to figure out who's going to do it next week. Let's get them the next one. Yeah. We can get someone. Probably. We definitely can. But, like, do you think you have a problem? Absolutely. So are you worried about it? Sort of. I mean, I will say, like, once you get into, like, a few days of not drinking, it's easier to not. But, like, do you think about it? Like, you think about it tonight. I'm thinking about it tonight because the thing, Schwa is, like, famous for being a BYOB restaurant. And I always thought it'd be cool. Like, my dream for Schwa was always to go with a bottle of Malort and do shots with the cooks. Okay. And I won't do that. Sorry, man. It's okay. Malort kind of... Actually, I like Malort, but... Can't you, you like, offer him hits of the joint? I I would love to do that, Mm -hmm. but the issue is um, I'm not... I've never been to this place. So it's like, I'm. if we smoke the joint, we're probably going to smoke it before. Yeah. So it's, you know... I, hear you, I mean, we're gonna smoke the joint. I know. Yeah, Joe's gonna smoke. But you, you don't think I get high, Will? Well, that's what we'll just. Joe we, parties. I won't go that far. I, I have gotten high. I saw him smoke a whole teaspoon of weed one time. <laughs> <laughs> Not at once. <laughs> I'm saving the rest of it for the end of my hike. 
<laughs> well, that's not me at all. <laughs> you kind of seem like maybe you hike. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who wishes he hiked. Yeah, that actually, that yeah. does it. That's yeah. correct. <laughs> so are you worried about your other substances abuse? or Which uh, ones? All of them. No. I mean, cocaine is generally given to me now. You make it seem like you're a special person. I love it. That's great that you love something. Yeah, cocaine. But is it cocaine? But it's like my one true love. Do you not worry that in consomme? <laughs> <laughs> do you not worry about what you're doing? Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, I mean, the 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 only way for me to easily not drink is to get high every day. Yeah, but are you talking about pot or something else? Because I think pot's pretty pot. innocu- uh, pot's innocuous. Yeah, and I'm just not. I'm not going to do it in the middle of the day. Okay, that just makes me sad. But like, I like, I like, like the past few days, I've been. I like do mic shows, whatever. Then, um, come home, get high, and like watch a cooking show or something. I really enjoy it. What cooking shows do you watch? There's this new one, Ugly Delicious, which I thought was gonna suck, but it's actually like a really beautiful show. Okay. Is do you know David Chang, the Momofuku guy? No. He's like become a really big, one of the bigger celebrity chefs. Okay, but uh, the show's really good. It's like every, it's a so he's like a fine dining chef, but he's real into homey food, mm-hmm. and he's but not but from all over the world, and he's interested in how that relates to culture and how he's like a Korean immigrant, or his parents are first generation, or he's first generation. So his his thing is he he's always talking about how he would be cooking this like smelly he'd be given these like smelly korean food at lunch and he'd get made fun of and now he like made that trendy and it really bothers him it bothers okay well but because he was bullied for it sure he was bullied for being korean but he's successful at it yeah i mean i think he he likes that he likes it makes sense i mean i get it kind of but like you can't you kind of flip the script on like now it was something you were made fun of now you made it something really cool well he's frustrated by it Okay. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's 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 interesting though. All right. Or like they did. So every episode is about a certain type of food, and they're like basic foods. They they're they're so basic that when I first saw it, I was like, this doesn't even seem interesting. Like I don't want to just see one episode that's just about fried chicken, but it's really interesting. It's like because it's not just about fried chicken. It's about the political nature of fried chicken, and it's about the racism attached to it, and it's about how like there's lots of black people that will. Refuse like actors will refuse to be filmed eating fried chicken. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Or there was because uh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it is really good. Um, or that or they they also covered a lot that a lot of the in the South there's like people that are trying to elevate Southern cooking, uh-huh. and they all tend to be white people. So there was this one chef who was like he was a higher up chef at Per Se, which is like like you know the French Laundry. No, French Laundry a lot for a long time was considered to be the best restaurant in America. Okay. Uh, for a long time, it was considered to be the best French restaurant in the world. It was in Napa Valley. It's okay. where the guy from Alinea trained. Mm-hmm. It's also where the guy from Noma trained. Actually, that's wrong. Doesn't matter. But uh, this there was a black dude who worked at the version of French Laundry in New York. And he was like a really great chef, but he's like a he's like a black dude, like he's like an urban dude. He's okay. just he's just great at cooking. And he started these like, and now now he moved out on his own, and he's do, he's doing like his fried chicken, and, and he was really reluctant to do it because he was worried people were gonna you know think he was playing to a crowd, or that he wasn't he didn't have the skills to do something other than fried chicken. 
he, he his thing is I don't want to be successful as a black chef. I want to be successful as Got a it. chef. Okay, it's dope. Sure, it's tight. I love that. Yeah, he he didn't want the diversity booking. I cried twice during the fried chicken episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's very. See, I was worried about you last night. Now I'm not at all anymore. <laughs> Well, you know it's a little eerie. This is classic Max. Like you, you, you're like having a breakdown, and then you're like, yeah, everything's fine. L- well, life, I was texting you mostly at the beginning of that Laugh Factory show. Yeah, you were texting me like it was like I think Max is kind of having a breakdown. I was very upset. Yeah, and I now, was upset now because now you're fine. What happened was fuck you, Max. I got there. <laughs> I got to the Laugh Factory show at like ten minutes before, and I thought I'd be like on time, but I was the only one there. So then I was just sitting at the bar with Chelsea, uh-huh. Curtis, and Dale, and like. All of them are kind of like networking with Curtis. Not networking. They're both in. Yeah, but that's what you're doing. But they're just like they're like hanging out with Curtis and joking around and I don't want to do that. Well, Curtis, was is, just, Curtis is a good guy. I know, yeah. but I but I'm worried that it, he'll be like I know. You yeah, you get it like You're worried he's like, he's just here to try to make sure he talks to me. Right. Yeah, and like that would Oh, and then I don't and then I feel like I become too aloof. Sure. I become too Distant, and it's yeah. like that stuff just like floating. I do that all the time. But then the set went well, mm-hmm. and then it gradually got better. Yeah, that's all that matters. Is like if you kill in front of him, he'll be like, "Dude, great job." Yeah. And then you will talk for a minute, and that'll be it. That's all you need. I know. Like it was weird that Dale was there. How did, did he? Was he just hanging out? Yeah. That's weird. On a Monday, like I imagine Dale, he probably drinks for free, and he's just there all the time. Like Dale's not going to Mike's. He doesn't get booked on other shows that much. Yeah, I don't see Dale's name on stuff very much, and I'd never seen him. I've never seen him at a mic. Yeah, in like four years. I've seen it. I saw him at Coles a couple times. I saw him at Power Hour maybe once. But like whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But like they're they're comics who just hang out there. Like I've seen Tim there when he's not up. He's just like I'm gonna hang out in here and drink. One, you drink for cheaper free. Yeah. And two, it just keeps you. The reason you hang out is like so they see you're there a lot and you're in mind for when they book. Right. That's it. It makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's just weird to see. I don't know. Well, do you still think you don't want to work there? No, I would like to work there. So then, what? Because cha- you've gone back and forth about that a bunch. I've the one thing that's been consistent is that if they just gave me the time, of course I'd love to do it. Yeah, but you're talking about like it's gross in there and. There's that feeling. I, I don't want to have to pursue it that hard. I, I don't want to have to go and hang out. You may or may not have to. You probably do at least a little. Yeah. And I mean, did he give you one Tuesday show? <clears throat> yeah. So it's like, it's not that much. No, but what will happen is like if you kill on that right. and he's there, like he has to be there. Yeah. Because otherwise it's kind of a waste. Yeah. Like it's not a waste because like he'll hear about it kind of, but... Every time I've been given a slate of bookings, is he's in the room, I crush, and he pulls me aside, here's a bunch of dates. That's that's both times it's happened to me twice. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be devastated if I didn't get anything there. But But it's it's just like a shitty feeling because it's like anyone, not anyone, but it's like you can do it. Like you could be there. Yeah. Like that feeling is a weird, like you can hang on stage, you know? Yeah. So it's like... Oh, I just meant because you had always talked about like it's kind of like a gross feeling in there. It is. So it then, absolutely is. Like but, all those, you know, all those guys that are just like walking around, and they're not comics, and it's sort of unclear what they do, and they sort of look like they're in like a rapper's entourage, but also like that they're, they're just like 
like drug dealers at a liberal arts college. You're talking about the people who work there? Do they work there? I don't know. There's just these guys that are dressed like they're going to a nightclub, just like walking around and like hugging Curtis. And it's like, and they're always there. like that dude with the blonde, dyed blonde hair, the white guy. No, I don't remember. Or there was this other, just this like buff dude who was dressed like Drake. And it was just like, what is this place? I don't know. I'm just so used to like Patsy's, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, clubs are going to draw a different audience than a 20 seater bar. For sure, but like, I don't know. I understand. I I just I I've I've gotten so used to the does it just like feel, does goofy it... makeshift. Well, it's like the it's like the broy crossover of the business end of this. Like I feel like, um, Colleen, the show like, Max run. Or no, let's go. Comedy Butcher is like schwa, and <laughs> Laugh Factory is like because uh, it holds it's like up to thirty house. people. <laughs> That's kind of a decent analogy, though. Sure. Where it's like, yeah, it's better, but what? Do you know? I mean, it depends on what metric of right. about how you're defining better. Like more. More people. More well, it's, money. Well, one, there is money. Although, I mean, you can make like a good indie show. Like I, Tuxedo Cannon made 20 bucks last week. Yeah. A set at a Factory is 30, regardless of the That's audience. crazy Tuxedo Cannon paid that much. Yeah, I was shocked. I'm like ten bucks maybe, but they give me the bar must be paying you. Maybe I don't. I don't. I don't know exactly. Or maybe they just got amazing donations. Was it ticketed? Uh, I think it's donations. I really don't know. Because sometimes ticketed shows or donation shows like really comes through. Oh sure, like last time I did two hour, I got over twenty bucks. Yeah, and it's like that <laughs> it's was such a small amount of money. I know. But I know. Like, I know. But compared to what Laugh Factory pays, it's thirty bucks for. There could be there, there could be two hundred people 50. there. It's fifty to close and like seventy to host. It's something like that. More to host? I think. I think hosting. Makes sense. I think hosting is the most money you make. Huh. Um. Just talking to Tim about it. Hmm. But every but just your run of the mill spot is thirty bucks. Hmm. And so comparing that to like a, a good bar show, it's not that much better, but it's it's a little better, and you know you'll get it because there's bar shows where you'll get and you'll get here's two dollars or here's nothing. I mean. Money at that level is just uh, is just symbolic. Of course, but it's it's different if you're doing ten spots there. For sure, yeah. For me, if I was doing ten spots there, yeah, that would that extra three hundred dollars. That'd month, be significant. I would go to Alinea every month. <laughs> but like that's the very beginning of like a career. It's very very small, but like that's the start financially. Is doing shit like that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. That's the way I try to look at it, is if I can build this up to, like, I only need to be, like, just each benchmark, I've been making a couple grand this year, and then maybe next year I'll make a little bit more. Like, that's all, that's what editing was. That's what video work was. It's, like, didn't start off, I could pay my rent. You could make a lot more money than that right now if you wanted. You talking about, like, working the road? Yeah. Sure. And, like, I've thought about, I've been thinking about doing that more. Like, I told you, I talked to Zach Peterson yeah. at uh, Irish Eyes last week, and I might start doing that. I sent... I did that big round of booking emails over the weekend. Those all indie shows, though. Uh, one of them I submitted to was this guy I found in the suburbs who does like book suburban shows. I think it's called Comedy by the Lake. I don't know it, but like I saw like one-off shows and like here it, it looked like all like thirty or forty somethings in like 
non-comedy venues that he set up as like one-offs but he would book like melissa rochelle or gavry like those people would do them heavy hitters well because those are people who are submitting to him so i'm like here's my clip if you have a spot let me know um and that was but it sounds like those pay yeah and like they're not gonna pay 50 they might pay 50 bucks but they're not gonna pay 100 right but it's like starting that process of it just gotta make some money yeah just a little even just as a token and that's what Laugh Factory is to me. It's like one, it's the best stage time in the city in terms of audience size, and two, it's there. Like if you get, I'd like to get in there just for. It feels like you're doing stand up. Yeah. Much more so than here's a bar show of eight people, or you know what I mean. I don't know. I got you. Like they both feel like stand up. Like Tuxedo Cat felt like stand up for twenty people. It well, was just me, very low key. Stand up feels like my experience of it now. What just? What do you mean? Stand up feels like uh, the messy process of like working on stuff, as opposed to the good shows. The good shows feel like a other. Oh, and I'm I'm trying to stay in that mindset. Like that's how I've been. Like I've felt much better the last couple of weeks because I feel like oh, it's just just right. Like that's all this is. Yeah, you got new bits. Uh, I mean, I have that thing from last week that shows promise. Like I did it on Sunday. And it went relatively well. I wrote a new act out at the end of it. It went well. Uh, I haven't read anything the last couple of days, so I've been feeling a little bad that I haven't. But that's the thing. Like that's all it is. Just keep grinding. Not yeah. doesn't it doesn't mean grinding mics. It means grinding out ideas. Yeah, for sure. So I do think that's what stand up is. It's just hard. Like it's like <sighs> that's the only fun of it. Yeah, I guess. It's just there's so many different branches of this. There's a creative end and there's the business end, but then in the business end there's the there's the indie which doesn't which is just for about respect. And then there's the club or road which is about paying your bills. And you could do it any number of ways. Right? Like you could set up your one your one offs and who gives a fuck, but like that you might like them, but you're not gonna pay any rent doing that. Can with merch. Yeah, have you thought about that? Have I thought about that? Yeah. Merch? Yeah. What should my merch be? Uh, something food related. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could do like a wine stopper. Oh. <laughs> oh, <this laughs> that is so gross. <laughs> I could see that, Max. <laughs> I like to do a cheesecloth. <laughs> just, just Max on it. And then on the back it says come. <laughs> I told the man he should get uh, condoms that say printed on them, child, 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 children's, children's husky. husky. Yeah, that's good. Which I think would be great. I think he would sell a shitload of those. Yeah, yeah. he probably would. <laughs> like, would you ever do that? Yeah, uh, of course, I would. I mean, like, can you see yourself being a road guy? No, but if I were, if if you're gonna do the road consistently, and especially if you're gonna try to transition into making a living or making more of a living off of it you're crazy not to do merch get some fucking koozies that say your name on it and ask people to they cost like three cents a piece to make and ask people to pay whatever they want and then every show you're gonna sell at least five and maybe one person will pay 20 like if you do a show of 100 people you could sell 10 of those and make 200 dollars. yeah people it's just an excuse for people to give you money yeah that's all and even they know that yeah. Just like, I, oh, support, yeah. I just want to give you something. Merch is n- no one wears merch. Probably. Do you think anyone wearing Colin Bullock t-shirts? 
No. Do you know what his t-shirts say? <laughs> I'll come on your boot. I'm gonna and kick come on my boot and, and, and kick fuck you pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great bit. Oh, <laughs> it is. I went on the road with that guy. That was rough. Did he sell those shirts? Yeah. Yeah. He made a ton of. He probably made five hundred dollars. Just on shirts from four not that great shows, but the but just them on merch. Yeah, that's crazy. I know, right? I did a. Uh, I'm sure I told you, but I did a one nighter. I opened for Sean White one time, and uh, we each got paid. I think I got paid like either a hundred or two hundred. Sean got paid like three for the show, and, but then he sold at the end of it. He had he had a. It was at this restaurant in like the middle of Illinois. Super hickey. And uh, he had someone get on, like, an intercom and be like, the headliner is selling his number one rated album. iTunes album, Dead and Gone. And he made an extra $300. And it's like, that's that's a pretty good fucking day. Like, if, if all he did was $600 get, for that? All he did was drive me to the middle of Illinois for, like, two hours. He did a half hour. It mm-hmm. went kind of well. And then he made $600. It's pretty fucking good. Sure. Could you see living like that? No. Why not? Because I don't think I could. I don't think I could book enough shows. I don't think. I, I just don't. <laughs> Why not? I guess you could. Like, it what what takes... does Sean White have that you don't besides dead family? <laughs> <laughs> he has more time than me. Of course, but that's because he's been doing it longer. The The reason I don't see myself doing that is because it's like. Those shows suck a lot. I don't drive. I it's a lot of planning. It's like whereas I make I make, you know, like in a weekend that's like what I I make more than that waiting tables. Yeah, but is it your goal to make a living with stand up or do you not have a goal like that? I don't have a goal like that. So do you have a goal at all? No. <clears throat> have so fun. Okay. So you never like cuz or like get better. But, I don't know. I mean, I think that's the right way to do it, but at some point sort of the wrong way. Mm, I wouldn't say that. It's just at some point you have to figure out like what you're what are you going to do with your life, and yeah, set it, and that includes financial security, or at least a plan of how you're going to make money. I don't think pursuing the business end makes you better, and I'm not I'm not interested in succeeding and being not that good. Oh, I agree. It doesn't make you better, but there's a point where you have to say, "All right, I have to feed myself." I well, can feed myself. This, sure. But going to schwa. But it doesn't matter to you. It, it's not. <laughs> it's not important it's like to you. The most expensive way to feed yourself. Well, besides Alinea. Yeah. But it's not important to you to only do comedy. Like it doesn't. No. Bo- it doesn't it's, bother I you mean, to wait tables. Yeah, at times it does. At times I like it. Like, um, do you envy comics who can just be a comic? Some. Not most. I don't. Most I pity. Well, like road guys, you don't care. You don't want to be. Like I don't know that I would like Rena's lifestyle. I respect. I respect. I res- have a lot of respect for it, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I would enjoy that. I was talking to Kiefer like a month ago, uh, outside of Spinners, and about kind of about the road, kind of about doing like how do you make money doing this? And he's yeah. like, I will do anything so long as I get to do my act. He's like, I'll do a corporate show. I'll do a shitty, stupid, dumb party. Like, but I'm not going to cater to them. Like, I'm going to do jokes the way I want to do them. And if they're cool with that, fine. And he's just like, I just like getting up and doing it. <clears throat> and that was, that felt simultaneously blue collar and romantic to me. Yeah, it is both of those things. Yeah. I don't agree. Or it's not that I don't, I, that implies that I think he's wrong. Like, 
but that's I don't, not for, I don't that's also not for you. feel that. No, sure. it's not. Like I did, Kiefer and I both. In fact, I did the uh, Kiefer and I did that hmm. House of Blues show, and both of us had terrible sets, and we both felt really bad. What's the takeaway? That Kiefer's not that. He's not that much of a fucking peter pan type you know what i mean <laughs> no i think he cares about doing well but yeah. i don't think he's going to augment the point was he's not going to alter his set based on the audience. no he didn't and also i don't think he's one that few people can really do that no like you... sheen could do that very well sure um but it's that's mostly i think you have some jokes that you know will work in like i have different jokes i know will work in different circumstances or they're more likely to work in different circumstances yeah but I don't see Kiefer as being like that. You think Kiefer can do like a, I don't know. What were we talking about? Well, where you see this going. Oh, I feel like I need to get better. In the last, like, I've been thinking a lot, just because my shows have been going a lot better. Mm-hmm. Not that they were going bad, but I was always like, maybe I'll do really well, maybe I won't. Now it's like they're all going pretty fucking good, and it's like it tends to feel like I'm having the set on the sure. shows. Um, and I feel like I've, uh, I got excited cause I could feel myself like move into like a new kind of phase. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like for, like when I first started, it was like super absurd and then I started doing more relatable jokes, but I think those jokes were so like long and they were more like story like. So you're trying to be more punchy now? Yeah. And I'm, I've been doing that for like a year mm-hmm. and now I just have a 10 where it's it's more just like bang 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 bang. It's like a lot closer to that, and like there's a lot more tags, and like mm-hmm. I'm way like I, I'll write I write with Shira a lot now, and like all we talk all we talk about is just like the length of setups. It's just like what like or just approaching it in terms of like why do you need that many sentences? Like being really, it's like doing the math of like how can I say that in just less syllables? Is it like the thing I used to do with the columns? It's I'm, I I don't make the columns, but, but like it's I'm, a version of that in your head. Yeah, yeah, where it's like I need I need to get this out quicker, or just like the way I beat out a joke. It's more about like, especially once I get the first setup out of the way, it's like, it the next like setup punches in the bits. Like I'm not gonna set up for more than one beat. Mm-hmm. I just won't, or else it's not worth having. Sure, uh, unless it's like. With some of my older bits, like I still feel like I'm in a trend, but it, it was, regardless of what it is, I just like felt like a, like I left behind some of the material I had been doing, for a while, and that like I can just do better now, That's and great. I could just, and but the feeling of that was like I was like, oh, this is fun just to observe that, like it, it fun and fun is a. Do you know what I mean? It's enjoyable to see your progress. Yeah, and I think that's like that's what I want from stand up is just to be like I'm getting better at it. So would you be cool with being one of the like a great stand up who just was a local guy? Maybe. But like you're on par with someone like Dwayne who's like this guy is phenomenal, but he doesn't care about being famous. I don't care about being famous. Do you care about like? Because you used to say I want to be a comedy seller guy. Yeah, because I love that. I loved like the, the idea of that stand up. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would still like to. That's not a fame thing. That's more like a respect thing. It's a respect thing. Yeah. yeah. So do you not have that anymore? What? You want respect from other comics? Oh, I absolutely want respect from other comics. You that still... stuff also feels good. Sure. But like do you if you had to pick between respect or being good, although it's pretty hard to be respected and not good. Yeah, I don't think that's really a yeah. valid thought. So is experience. that why you want to be good? Because you want the respect? 
I don't know. I mean, I think that some of those urges are based on like nuances in the back of your brain. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't do an equation. I didn't fill out an application. I wasn't like, sure. I want to be good. Here's why. You never need to say that. It just kind of you. Yeah, but do you ever ask yourself those questions? Like, why do you want to be good? Yeah, I, th- I, I think the most. Like for me, it was a lot about trying to get good because I feel validated from other people giving that to me. It's like, well, why don't I just acknowledge to myself? I don't need other people to do it. Well, that's it sort of the most pessimistic way of looking at it. And what? Like the drive to get better is all derived from feeling disrespected and that I need people to 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 tell me mm-hmm. that I'm good, and that's really the payoff. But uh, but uh, in observing that, I just personally appreciated the knowledge that like I don't do this the way I used to, and that that was a in a, that like was a like a meant this a similar it was like an adjacent form of like mental reward, you know. That was a more I think it's a more optimistic way. No, I'm not saying the way I looked at it is correct. I think that was a way I was looking at it that was holding me back. It's probably honest. It was honest. And but that's certainly a part of it for me, too. That's a big part of it. That might be the majority of the thing. And that's certainly that 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 urge can last a lot longer than the one where it's like, I just feel good about craft. Sure. But I think the feeling good about work ethic or craft is far more sustainable in the long term. And it's less debilitating. Like takes more discipline. Yeah, but you are in complete control over it. You can't control how, what somebody thinks of you. You can yeah. only control how hard you're working. Well, I also think that that fixation <clears throat> lends itself more... Like, if you're concerned with people being r- respecting you, mm-hmm. you're a lot more likely to be unsatisfied than satisfied. And oh, the yeah. satisfaction from that is incredibly fleeting. Of course. So it's just it's just a bad... It's just a bad game to play because it's like. But like that's what kept me from going to Mike's for a long time is yeah. like I'm I'm I got terrified of not doing very well because yeah. I have this reputation to maintain or attain. Right. And if I can't if I I can't be free to not do well then why am I, I can't go out. I was just talking to Dot Com about that, mm-hmm. and actually Dot Com said he had a counter argument for you because he was saying that like. Maybe it was on this episode, or maybe we were just talking, mm-hmm. and you were like, I have like 40, 45 minutes, but I can't, it's hard for me to work on, because I don't do that long of sets, and I can't do it at Mike's, and .com's thing was like, you can do it at Mike's. Oh, you can. I, be- I Yeah, I agree. I just don't really want to. Yeah. I, like, to me, Mike's are like, I, I don't want to be the guy who's, I never want to be that guy who's just going around doing the same jokes at Mike's. Like, you see Sean White doing that. I do it. Sure, and like, but only when I'm working on a part of it. Yeah, like if I'm tightening up part of it, fine. But I don't need to do it there. Like I can save it for like I'm going to do the show next week. I'm working on. I'm going to try to punch up the middle of it there. I agree, and I've thought about that. Like because I thought about you absolutely. If you wanted to work on your show stuff at Mike's, you absolutely could. Oh no question. I just th- I was thinking about it the other night. Of I don't know if I need to grind multiple mics anymore. I think it's more important for me just to write on a like an hour or two a day like just try to do that and if i come up with something great if not i put in the time but like the goal would be like one or two new lines a day that's it yeah uh but then if i go to a mic i don't need to go to three mics that night to test out that those lines unless I just, you need to unless but, you like feel like you need to but i don't feel like i need to. i then feel don't. like i just i got the impression of how that works in that room but then if i wanted to go to another mic well then why don't i do like a showcase bit that yeah. i want to work on 
Yeah. Like that, that could be sense. a way to break it down. Yeah, I kind of feel like the goal should just be production. Sure. That's the like the goal of writing and mics and like the way they interact with one another. It's like if you feel like you need to you have like beats that need to be worked out multiple times, you're not sure, you have more ideas that you want to try, then do more mics. For sure. But if you don't don't do more mics, you're just going to not necessarily burn yourself out, but it's I feel like it's easy to have one of those weeks where you go to a ton of mics and you don't write as yeah at a commensurate level, then you feel like like this whole pursuit is stupid. Well, because I used to think that miking hard meant working hard, and I don't think that's true anymore. It's like the laziest version of working hard. Yeah, it's not. It's like it, but it can it can be. Oh, and I, sure, and I think at the beginning, like especially in the beginning, I need to work on like just being on stage, and for that, like it absolutely counts. But once you're at the point where like you know how to deliver jokes and get laughs with any consistency, it's not about getting up at a mic it's about how much do you prepare for what you're gonna say yeah unless you're riffing unless you're one of those guys who just like fucks around and like but that's not me right we all kind of know like we're we're i was provided with such like substantial evidence that a lot of the people that are not a lot but there are people that are going to an excessive amount of open mics Mm -hmm. that are not only very bad but progressing at a they're basically just not yeah, progressing pretty much the same as they were and then there's also guys like josh johnson who never who knows never went out. who knows how that guy was working and he wrote mm-hmm. an hour in like two and a half years yeah um but there's also i mean for every people I and mean, there's plenty of people that mic real hard and are great and pro- of progress course a lot but it's just not you'd figure out how you do it like an yeah. open mic is a it's it's not integral to the process of stand-up comedy like, John Mulaney never does an open mic. Sure, but he must have at some point. Right? Oh, of course he yeah, did at some point. He just doesn't point. need to do it now. Right. It's just it's just a... It's not an inherent part of stand-up. It's just a mechanism that we created. Like, it's, per, it's you could conceive of a world where stand-up occurs and there is no open mics. Of course. Or where someone is just talking on stage trying to be funny and well, there is no practice. There was a point where there were no open mics. Of course. And it yeah. still happened. Mm-hmm. And, st- like, Woody Allen still wrote... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, 60 minutes of jokes, and he was doing great. Like, he was probably fucking kids like crazy back then. Yeah. They loved his jokes. <laughs> lot, lot, okay, lots of candy. <laughs> Do you think he was having sex with kids back then? I don't know. I wanted to think that he's good, but he's probably not. I think he's probably a real creep. Yeah, I can see it going either way, but I would... I, it, I mean, the the thing that I've like always said about Woody Allen is it's always been up in the air about... Whether or not he molested his child, uh-huh. right? But what we know for is that sure, he, he married his he dad. married yeah. his adopted <laughs> daughter. That happened. That's public record. Uh-huh. He like is he's flaunting that fact all the time at every award ceremony, and it's fucking wrong. <laughs> that, yeah, I agree with that. And it's and it's like it, it, it's so he's so upfront about it, mm-hmm. and has to be mm-hmm. that it's almost like hard to criticize him. I mean, it makes him feel like. One, it's creepy, but two, if I were to like spin it in his uh, favor, it's like I'm owning up to the thing about the thing that I do that's weird. I mean, weird is putting it lightly. Oh, he, very he lightly. He adopted a child, raised her, then married her to fuck her a lot. Well, you don't know if that's the only reason. Yeah, he also liked hanging out with his daughter. <laughs> well, that's nice. We put it that way. <laughs> but then as soon as he gets bored of that, he fucks her. <laughs> you think that's how the relationship works? 
I don't fucking know. <laughs> I bet he hasn't been able to have sex in like 50 years. Yeah, probably more like 15. Doesn't it seem like he just has no juice in his body? Yeah, he's old. He's yeah. very old. He's decrepit. But some old guys are just full of cum. Are you sure? Not at all. <laughs> I Honestly, if you told me that after the age of 60, you your body doesn't make cum? any cum, I'd be like, that sounds right. <laughs> I, st- I, I just said that. I've never heard that. I think that might be true. You should look it up. I think producer Will is... Oh, no, he's just holding his hand look, like that. Look it up. Uh, what what age you stop producing semen? No, look up the end of cum. <laughs> cum. <laughs> the sunset of cum. How much time are we at, by the way? 40. Okay. 40. We might have to cut this one a little short. What time is it now? It's 5.53. We still have like 20 minutes. It's not going to take that long to get there. We can't be late though, can we? We might be able to, but I don't fuck with that, Joe. Well, like if I know you fuck with being late. I mean, if we're late, you always are, are. No, fuck you, Max. I do you favors by picking up all the time. I've given you something for free. What? I think it was something. <laughs> that meal at Booth One. You didn't that. Okay, you didn't give that to me. Who did I give it to? You didn't give it. I was going to pay <laughs> half of it, and she comped us the meal because she knew you. But I was going to get you half off regardless. Sure. Potatoes are gratin. <laughs> that was your favorite thing there. That was really fucking good. That place sucks, though. Don't go to Booth One, Will. Okay, so Will, uh, producer Will looked up, when do men stop producing uh, sperm? So, uh, a man's age matters. As men get older, <laughs> the chances of conceiving and having a healthy child decline. Male fertility starts to decline after 40 when sperm quality decreases. This means it takes longer for their partners to conceive, and when they do, there's an increased risk of a miscarriage. So, 40 is when the decline begins. But when is the end of come? I don't. I think that's different for every person, Max. <laughs> Can like an eighty-year-old come? I'm pretty sure they still, you know, shoot something out. You know what's <laughs> funny? Um, I, I think, uh, uh, will producer Will is handing me uh, back. Okay, do men ever stop making sperm? Unlike women, whose fertility ends at menopause, men can continue to be fertile throughout life. Oh. Although sperm production decreases with age, men continue to produce sperm, and even fairly old men have fathered children. Like, that's common knowledge. Like, men can father children their whole lives. It's just, it's it's going to be harder and harder yeah. as you get older. Sure, sure. Like, I'm sure some men go sterile, but, like, there have been, like, creepy old men who become fathers. There was an issue with Stan Lee <laughs> where... Um, his Are you saying there was a problem with Stanley, or there was a comic book issue with Stanley? No, there's a. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that really crushed the producer. Well. That's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't connect with me in the same way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Stanley's nurses are all complaining that he like is is groping. Them. Yeah, <laughs> but the way that they, the way that they even in their account, they're like he thinks it's funny and it's not. <laughs> and I just love the idea that That's I mean not- I don't love it. You can't say this, but it is how I feel. It's just so the idea of an old man giggling and just like groping a woman. I mean like stop, and he's like ah whatever. Sounds like a problem for Spider Man. Right. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> so what he says every time. <laughs> that'd be, if Stan Lee said that, yeah, exactly. that'd be real <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be cool if Stanley was a really clever pervert. I mean, apparently, at he least is. one of those is true. Apparently, he is. 
Have you ever read a Stanley comic? Uh, I don't think so. He's a terrible writer. Oh, is he? <laughs> Why is he revered? Just because he created all the he, characters? I mean, part of it is like it's old. It's old fashioned. But sure. one time I was reading Thor. And then there was this big Thor issue, and then at the end of it, they're like, in a very special bonus, a a bonus issue written by the creator of Thor, Stan Lee. And I read it, and it had, like, really good art, and it was the dumbest shit I've ever read in my entire life. Because it's just like, yeah, he created—these characters are—the basic idea of a lot of them is not that interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like that we attribute— we attribute qualities to them, and because they've been around in the cultural conscious, they like become these totems. Sure, you know, the the basic Stan, the way Stan Lee writes, he's is he like there is a monster in the air, and Thor Thor went to fight it, but <laughs> I don't think. This but is he accurate. was too he lacked the physical will, but it was only with the 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 strength of mighty Mjolnir. Is he forgetting the words that as made him them? up to? Ten times more powerful, and he used his power to shoot his big lightning <laughs> into the monster, and the monsters lost all of its heads. That sounded pretty good, actually. <laughs> and then you just see pictures of that. It'll, it's just like he describes like Thor and the monsters punching each other. Well, so then it's about what people have done with those creations. Yeah, now Thor is like a really interesting character. Sure. Now Thor, oh man, Thor's the fucking best. Like there's this writer now, Jason Aaron. He's writing Thor, and his whole take on him is Thor just lives much longer than everyone else. Well, he's he, a god. He's yeah, like he should, right? He does, yeah. But he and he becomes really attached to Earth, even though he's not from it. But in the future, when Earth is like died, he's still like hangs around. He's still like, don't fuck with this place. Does it's Earth, really great. Does Earth die? In Dude, it's it's complicated. You don't want to spoil it. I honestly couldn't spoil it. There's so many, there's so many futures in Marvel. Fair enough. There's like like just just in X Men. There's like Age of Apocalypse, all these other ones. What time is it now, Max? Um, when is uh six? When is the show coming out? What this epi- this episode? Hopefully immediately. You you think this will come out before this next Thursday? Yes. Okay, we want to talk about the next show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we got mystery headliner. Yeah, you got to find out if you if you know someone who wants to headline Comedy Butcher, uh, please. It'll be someone good. Call Max. It'll it'll definitely be someone good. I mean, uh, we're talk. We got people in talks, and they're good. Yeah, we got some. Uh, featuring, we got Nikki Martin. Nikki Martin, all king of alt. Okay. <laughs> and we got Volps Volpio Sarah Volpio Big fan Almost hooked up with her one time One time How'd it go? No I almost hooked up with her two times Both times didn't happen But like why didn't they happen? The first time didn't happen because uh, I showed up to her place And she fell asleep Before she could get to the door That's kind of adorable It was very frustrating at the time Well I bet it was frustrating for you But like you know and, and From the outsider's perspective Like oh she was tuckered out yeah, but I wanted to fuck her. <laughs> She's funny. <laughs> um, now we're but now we're we'll never hook up. We're buddies. Okay. But the other time, uh, I went over to her place in a similar fashion. This time I got in and we just talked for a long time and then I left. Cool. Well, you, did you go over there with the pretense that you're going to have sex? Absolutely. <laughs> and it wasn't like my pretense. It was like it was it understood. Was, yeah. 
But you just didn't. You just didn't. Do we it? just like didn't. The opportunity didn't present itself. Or just didn't feel right. I just yeah, it just didn't feel right. All right. We, we we got it. We talked for a very long time. She's great. It's cool. very funny. It's gonna be a good show. That's it. That's Hopefully Mar- everyone comes this time. It's uh, March eighth. That's next. Well, I was gonna say next Thursday, but that's not when you're hearing this. So Thursday, March eighth, uh, nine o'clock. Yeah, use your calendar. Yep, Max. Do you know what date it is? No. <laughs> what is it the twenty sixth? Today? Yeah. Yeah, but I meant do you know the date of the next show? The eighth. But you just know because your face lit up like I know this one. <laughs> Wait, that is what I felt. Yeah, because I just said it. <laughs> I Honestly, I don't think I was paying attention when you were listing the dates. So okay. I did just remember it. All right. So it's going to be uh, Doors at 9, CoPro. <laughs> Go to countybutcher.com. I think yeah. we're going to get tickets up for half price. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It'll be. Uh, it'll happen. I hope I'm starting to get high. Are you? I think I just felt a, a more of a twinge. Okay, I'm upset you didn't get me anything. I got you a fucking joint yeah, of medical you, grade weed. I told you save me some edibles. It, it this stuff is dangerous. I I was high for thirty hours. <laughs> yeah, you took like a third of that this time, so you should be high for ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying if if you got even half as high as I was that day, you should not drive. Okay. Like it was. So much more mm-hmm. than any high I'd ever had. I couldn't speak. I couldn't get a <laughs> word out of my mouth. I couldn't sleep. What, did you enjoy food on it? No. So it destroyed everything. I felt like the walls of reality went away. It was stronger than mushrooms. That's crazy. It was insane. And it was unpleasant. And I felt like I was rolling. How often have you done shrooms? A lot. Have you? Yeah. Terrence and I do them a lot. What do you guys do when you do them? Walk around. You don't like go somewhere. We do. Um, favorite place to go is the Bird Sanctuary. Okay, Montrose Park. Beautiful. So, have you ever tried to have like uh, an ex- like a I was gonna say transcendental, but you always kind of do. So is that what you look to get out of it? It feels nice. I guess. I mean, you're looking to be like wowed and to. I, it's very hard to explain the appeal of psychedelics, but it's. It. I mean, I love. I love them. They're really fun. I hear you. And you feel it like it changes you forever and it changes you in like predictable ways. See, I it's been several years since I've done them and it doesn't feel like I can connect to that feeling anymore. Maybe you can't. Do you know what I mean? Like I could yeah, I no, could you're gay, I get it. <laughs> I could remember what it was like to to like trip for like several months. Like I'm like that was that feeling was like I could almost like emulate no, the I feeling again. And now it's just like it's so long ago I can't even really connect. The last time we did them, we did twice as much as we'd ever done before, and it was, like, the best. It was, like, the best drug experience I've ever had. And um, after, I remember probably for, like, uh, probably for, like, three months, I was really into um, looking at trees and looking at the sky. Like, I would just, like, go, I would just go outside open mics and stuff and just, like, look at it and be like, this is so beautiful. And it, la- and it like, lasted a long time. It lasted a long time, and now it's faded. Sure. You can't hold on to that forever. But it was a really long time. And I, I, I really felt like, this is my thing now. <laughs> you you could have gone pro. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a tree looker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think uh, we should probably get going. Schwa! You're on schwa.